Hello everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. Today is kind of a short podcast so sit back and enjoy. We're going to talk about uh, one of our favorite races, the Caney Fork Ultra. Last year was the inaugural year and it takes place in August in East Tennessee and we are hoping that things normalize by then so the race can go on as scheduled. So we'll talk about our experience with that race and uh, kind of about what to do when all of these trails and parks are closing or they're overcrowded making it difficult to run. Uh, and we're also going to talk about trail names. And if you do not have a trail name, you need to hit us up. Uh, let's go for a run and we will find the perfect trail name for you. Okay, guys. So I hope you enjoy episode six. Here we go. We're oh, going? wait. We're going? We're live? Yeah, we're, going. we're still figuring this out. Hey, bud. How are you? I'm good, Lauren. How are you doing? Good. Did you notice what shirt I am wearing? We're Skyping for those. Oh who man, can't that's see us. the Caney Fork Ultra shirt. Oh yeah. So you know, I was thinking today, bud, the Caney Fork Ultra. For those who don't know what in the world that is, it's in Tennessee, East Tennessee, and it's a, it's a like a 40-ish mile race um, on the plateau that goes by some beautiful scenery. And you know, I think it's like mid-August, wasn't it, or end of August? It was begin, beginning of August last year when we did it. Okay. So, yeah, sometime in August. So, fingers crossed, you know, I've, I've, um, I'm hoping that things settle down and perhaps that race will be able to go on as scheduled. And I'm thinking I'm going to sign up for it since, you know, races have been canceled and uh, mm. with everything going on. I'm thinking, hey, if things, you know, ease up and, and start to look up, I'm, I'm going to put it on my radar again. What about you? Yeah, I'll do it. Um, what was it? It was over 40 miles. It was like 41, 42. It, it did end up. My GPS said more than yep. 40, and that was a hard race. You know, it's funny. Uh, oh, we got yellow jackets. Remember? Yes. Okay, Remember the we'll yellow jackets? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that race was a doozy. It was the inaugural year. So this was the first year last summer that the race was put on. Um, I think the race director, I can't remember his name. I'm so sorry, but he's out of Knoxville. Um, and he did a great job. Uh, and for those who don't know the area, it's kind of on the Cumberland Plateau region, and it goes through some state natural areas and wilderness areas. And uh, and I've done a lot of hiking, actually, in almost every area we ran through, um, but I never run there. And that is a tough race. Like, didn't you think so, bud? I mean, that oh, yeah. was a tough so They race. had it set up almost like an adventure run. So we had yeah, to cross. Yeah. We crossed like maybe three creeks, but we crossed them each two or three times a piece. So we yeah. had like seven or twelve creek crossings, and, and one some of them of these was are like oh big, man, it right? was raging. Yeah. yeah. So you had they had ropes going across, and you yeah. had to like drag yourself with the rope, and some of it was you know four to six feet deep, and yeah, I felt like I was gonna get swept away. Yeah, yeah, that was fun, and that race was such a good time because I love that area, uh, gorgeous waterfalls, great views, but it was tough, and of course, it's August mm. here in Tennessee, so high heat, high humidity, and we were not on the trail maybe two miles, and we disturbed a nest of yellow jackets. Oh, wow. <laughs> And we got attacked. And when I say attacked, it was not a sting or two. 
They swarmed us, got in our hair, in our clothing, and kept on stinging. Who knew, right, that yeah. these little bastards can sting more than once. So it gets stuck in your shirt oh, or under your bra, horrible. and it just keeps going. Oh, awful. So we had <laughs> um, maybe there was five or six people around us who all got hit, and yeah. one girl had a bun on her hair. Yes, and and they got all in her hair. They were stinging her. There was nothing she could do. We uh, had to pick them out of there and, and kill them as they were coming out. <laughs> yes. Well, one of those bastards got in my running vest, and I've got one of those orange uh, muds where you have the front pockets. Yeah. And I had a water bottle in there or something or food in one of the pockets, and he was down in the bottom. So later in the race, it was six, six seven hours later, I pulled something out of my pocket, and I got tagged by a yellow jacket. Uh, was, he was it, he was sitting in my pocket, stuck all day. Oh, yeah, the but we, buddy. The pictures we have, it feels like my eyes were swollen. We shut. were so oh. swollen. <laughs> I lo- there was a picture t- uh, taken of us at our yeah. aid station, and I looked exactly as I did when I was nine months pregnant. <laughs> like my face <laughs> was all full of fluid and swollen, and like we were like swollen and running forty plus miles through rugged terrain in the summer. <laughs> it was yeah. crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, Let, that was such a fun race. Yeah. So I'm going to, I believe there was one dude named Todd who was with uh-huh. us. Is that right? Oh yeah. I can't remember right. his name, so but I know who I you're talking saw about. Him, I saw him several months later at the stump jump. And oh, so, that's right. Yeah. And so name drop. I only knew his first name, but anyhow. <laughs> You're famous now. (laughs) We suffered together. We did. Oh, man. We had some cool photos there, too. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, Yeah, that race was super fun, super challenging. So maybe not the best race for your first ultra because um, it's summer. I mean, I think that was one of the biggest factors. It was a lot of elevation up and down. Uh, You're in the, you know, the edge of the plateau there. Yeah. you know technical tough terrain mm-hmm. it's over 40 miles and the heat and humidity was killer it really was i was hoping for an uh, unusually cool day that day but we did not get that well that um, reminds me um yeah it since it was the inaugural race i've been involved in several inaugural races now and i totally recommend that if Ooh, you can do too. the first one do it yes i totally agree that and, you know, that's what first drew me to this race yeah. in particular, because I love that area was the first reason. And then I was like, man, it's an inaugural race. I love first year races as well, me because too. it's kind of like an air of unknown. Like, how is this going to go? Because mm-hmm. I'm and you're like me. We're always up for an adventure. So I'm like, I don't care if it's like the greatest race experience ever. I'm ready for an adventure and bring it. And so there really is a lot of that like it's just like well we're gonna we're gonna see what happens well, you know <laughs> don't i don't want this to happen to me but i guess we could be the people that do this every single year for 30 years <laughs> right. And, you know <laughs> right right this oh one's my too God, hard. we were there in the beginning <laughs> this one's too hard for me to do that yeah i don't want to do this every good. year yeah that might this be yeah 
It was hard. Yeah. And I really wasn't going to do it this year just because I had so many other races lined up. Mm -hmm. But now that they're, you know, gone, um, I'm thinking, man, that was such a great race. And who knows, come August, where we'll be and what things will look like. I'm hopeful that things will be better. So we'll see, you know, but um, for people who are in Tennessee, I'd say definitely keep that one on your radar. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it's a small race that I'm sure will grow. And uh, and they're going to do yeah. it better next time, for sure. Yeah, each and, time, you know. You know, we had maybe uh, the dinner was going to be on another day. So it'll be and, – and it's at a wonderful venue. It's, yeah. Forgive me, I don't remember the name of the campsite. But it's like uh, where the – it's where the Boy Scouts do their big jamboree. So it's like mm-hmm. – thousands of acres and they have these gorgeous cabins and you can stay Mm -hmm. there real cheap and meet cool people and i love that place yeah Um, it was good yeah that that was really good one thing about it though it's probably 20 30 miles from the nearest gas station so if you're gonna you need to pack food you need to have a cooler you need to have all your supplies you cannot make any runs to the Mm -hmm. store you're totally Mm -hmm. gonna be there and that's it yeah that's true uh, mm-hmm. you're driving up in a truck or an SUV, it needs to be packed with all your stuff. Yeah, and I agree. That's all there is about that. And, and you know, at the end of that race, I remember it was so beautiful. It was a cloudless night. And when I hobbled back to my car um, and my kids were there at the finish line and we looked up and it was so clear and we were so far from any city lights that you could see the Milky Way oh, just yeah. So bright. It was amazing. I will never forget that. It was like the perfect way to finish such a fun race. Yeah. And well, um, I ran tonight. I ran like two and a half miles. So uh-huh. I'm proud of that. There you go, uh, bud. <laughs> I'm I'm not slacking off anymore. <laughs> what did you do, Lauren? I ran three miles on my treadmill and did some strength work because oh. today I had to teach online. I'm a teacher and uh, and then I had to teach my own three kids. And so today was a little crazy and it was stormy here. So I did the good old treadmill. Well, you're a super mom. <laughs> it's more like just like balancing all the plates in the air and hoping none of them fall down. So but thank you, bud. Oh, you're welcome. So, yeah. So, yeah. so I'm trying to keep up with it. And that is one thing. It's um, I'm trying really hard to keep up with my normal training, even though, um, you know, let's face it. So today in particular, uh, a lot of us saw trails that we love shut down completely. Uh, the AT is not shut down per se. Uh, they're advising people to jump off of it. But the Smoky Mountain. And the AT obviously runs through the Smoky Mountains. The trails are all off limits now uh, in the Smoky Mountains. So, you know, there's some there's some closures going on of major parks and trails. And I have to say, I agree with it. And I know people I are going to be like, "What? Well, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you why. We've both experienced this, bud, and we can both give our kind of uh, outlook on it. I went to run uh, my long run this past weekend got to the trail, you know, at sun up like I normally do. Nobody really much out. Um, by the time I had finished about 10 miles, the park and the trails were so crowded that I literally could not get through the trails. There were um, groups, you know, hordes of groups of, of people out on the trails blocking the trail and there was trash everywhere. And 
there were so, so many people, more than typical cars were lined up and down roads. Um, and it was obviously there was not much social distancing going on. I mean, when you have a group of 20 hanging out, you know, in close contact, walking the trail, it was a little crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I've, I've never seen these particular trails like that ever in my entire, you know, existence. Um, and I'm glad. I love that people are heading to the trails. I love that people want to get outdoors and get fresh air and nature. I love it. But um, it's a problem when, uh, you know, you're you're going to the trails and instead of being kind of distant and maybe you and your family, it's like a group of 20 <laughs> hanging out, partying on a trail. Um, that's a little different, you know, and it kind of defeats the purpose of, of getting out to nature in the first place for social distancing. So I get it. All the trails around where I am, um, you know, jam packed, not just with a couple of people here and there, but groups hanging out. And so I get it, you know? Yeah. I, I saw a lot of that this weekend. And so I avoided it and went as far away as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. And I'm, currently right now outside of work I'm only sticking to people in my direct household that's it yeah, yeah. and we're just uh, it's not that I'm trying to avoid anybody it's just that I'm trying to follow the rules you know yeah we have we have a critical critical time right now where we can kind of flatten the curve as they say and we can uh, prevent the outbreak from uh, collapsing our healthcare system. Um, I don't know the true statistics, but what I heard was that in the intensive care units, if you average it out across the entire country, there's only like 10 extra beds available in wow. each one. And yeah. so be, because there's already people who occupy those spaces yeah. on on the everyday basis, you know. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you have someone who's got this virus and they're going into the intensive care unit. And there's already people there who have suffered a stroke or a heart attack or a surgery. And so anyone who has elective surgery is kind of being asked to reschedule that. And yeah, of course, there's people who are having their own emergencies and they can't they can't help that, that they need surgery right now or they need to be in the intensive care unit right now. But when they do that, they're risking uh, spreading the virus. And so um, I this is just my personal feeling. But I feel like we have done the biggest disservice to everyone by calling this a strain of the flu. This is its mm-hmm. own unique virus. This is not the flu, guys. This right. is a virus. It may have flu-like symptoms, but it's a respiratory virus. And I think it's a pandemic. And um, we have the, the numbers are increasing at a staggering rate in the United States. And what's being reported is what we're seeing. You're not seeing what's not being reported. And so there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who are probably positive every day that are not being tested. And oh, what you're, for sure. And for sure. And what you're seeing is uh, several days late. So these mm-hmm. are positive tests that are coming out from a test that was taken several days ago. Right. And so by the time you read that, oh, my God, today we had 10,000 new cases. Well, that was 10,000 new cases that were sampled three days ago. Yeah, and yeah. To, today it's probably more like 15 or 20,000 that'll be reported a couple of days from now. And yeah. so I, I think um, we can we can curb it down and we can kind of uh, do what we have to do to prevent the spread. But 
uh, in the meantime, those of us who are remaining isolated, remaining socially distant, we're finding ways to maintain our sanity. Uh, yeah. Keep. Uh, I have a critical job, I guess, as they call it, where we have to keep going to work and um, we're producing things that are in desperate demand for not only the economy, but also for fighting the, the virus, as I'm just now learning. But uh, in, in our recreational time, in our exercise and training time, um, you know, I'm going to the high school track. I'm going to trails where I don't see any people and mm -hmm. I'm avoiding it. So uh, today it rained. And so uh, we spent an hour at the track before it rained. But um, yesterday we went to the track. There was two dozen people there. And oh, so wow. we, we we left and we went somewhere else and we just ran around in a parking lot and yeah. just goofed around. It was it was all we could do because we're just trying to stay distant from people because, you know, I might be a carrier and I don't even know it. Someone else may yeah. be a carrier and they don't even know it. They don't right. even have symptoms. And so we're just trying to uh, avoid that until the curve trends way down. And yeah. right now it's still skyrocketing. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm lucky in one regards. I live way outside of Nashville in the country. And so I actually a couple of years ago, I live I have, you know, some acreage and I made myself a little trail in my backwoods. Now, it's nothing, you know, long, uh, but it's got some good elevation. So I have this little loop I run sometimes in my backyard. It's a little boring. But since I live way out in the country, I can also run around my house on the roads, they're pretty empty. Um, so I'm lucky in that regard. Like I, I can go out and do a long run. Um, it might not be ideal, but I, I actually have this space. Um, so yeah, I've had to rethink a lot of things um, based on what's happened recently on the trails and with the closures. You know, I'm of course we're sad to see trails closed, but I also get it because it has been really, really crazy out there on the trails. Um, and it's just become kind of another avenue of spreading the virus and, and, and people not following social distancing measures. And so, um, you know, like even this weekend, I'm thinking, okay, for my long run, um, I'm either going to go before the sun is up, you know, before the people get to the park and get on the trails, or I'll just run around where I live in the country and kind of piece together some roads. So, just rethinking, you know, what I'm going to be doing and obviously yeah. have to use treadmill and, you know, it's not ideal, but it's, yeah, like you said, it's, it's kind of what we have to do. And so I do encourage those that are like us that live on the trails per se. I mean, we, I mean, I know for myself on an average week, I'm spending anywhere from 10 to 12 hours on a trail, usually alone. Um, that's my life, you know, running trails. And so that for now isn't going to be my life. And um, like you're doing going further out where people mm -hmm. aren't, you know, you're in Chattanooga, so you can do that here. You know, unfortunately, Nashville, we're really limited on trails and, and uh, wild wilderness, you know, uh, areas. And so that's really hard to do. So, yeah, it sucks, you know, um, but I get it. And so I'm just going to make the best of it. And I encourage other trail runners to kind of maybe do the same, you know. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, because the the big crowds at all the trails, I get why they have to close them. So 
Oh, well, you know, hopefully we can get through this, um, which brings me to happier things, because this is going to be a short podcast. And this and this is not fear mongering (laughs) at all. No, no. these are statistics. This is real science doing our part. Yeah. Two scientists here. (laughs) Yeah, two scientists. Right. And, you know, this will be over eventually and we'll get back to the trolls we love and people can get back to the things they love. Um, And so when I'm thinking along those lines and dreaming of the future and getting back on the AT, um, dying and itching to get some of Scar going again, I can't help but think, Bud, do you have a trail name? Now, I've heard a rumor that you have two trail names bestowed upon you. Do you want to share what those are? So I have two. And one one of them comes from my 4x4 off-road kind of um career <laughs> if you want to call it so I, um i've had a lot of big trucks and okay. off-road trucks um blazers mostly k5s whatever i've crashed them rebuilt uh-huh. them swapped engines done stuff <laughs> and uh so i had one that that has stuck with me it's one of my emails actually and i use it all the time uh it's called blazer bud and blazer that's just bud Right. So that's still my call sign on a lot of the, a lot of the off-road forums. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but it is it is a trail name that I've used and I've okay. and I've kept up with it for a, a long time. Blazer Bud, I like it. Right. I yeah, it it kind of stuck and and I've had it for a while. Um I figure if I was a fighter pilot, I would use it also. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's multi, you know, multifaceted. Right, or an astronaut. <laughs> Um, the other one I have is Beat Bug. So I don't know if you ever saw the cartoon that has the little uh, beetles and stuff. Well, you know that the beetles are uh, spelled B-E-A-T, beetles, right? Like uh-huh. beat, like beating yeah. a drum. Gotcha. But beetles, like the bug, is B-E-E-T. So like um, the cartoon, okay. they sing the Beatles songs. And okay. so <laughs> I've not seen this. I'm going to go Google this. Oh, it sucks. Okay. <laughs> but it's like a kid thing. But uh, Beat Bug is my okay. other. And that's the one um, I used when we were on Scar. Yes. And, and so, that was bestowed upon you, I'm assuming. Yeah. And, well, okay. every trail every trail name has to be bestowed upon. Okay. That's what you and told so, me. Yeah. So you have, you have to do something really stupid ass or something for someone to be like, oh, this is you. And so... <laughs> So right, we won't so, ask how you got those names, but those are your names, and so yeah, they were could, bestowed upon you. <laughs> you could crash a, a blazer on the side of a mountain or do something <laughs> dumb as hell, and you get this name. You know, it happens. Well, and I have to say that, you know, Bud's the one that taught me about trail names. Here I am on the trail all the time, and nobody ever gave me a name, or at least not a name to my face, we should say. Um, and so I think Well, you I'm carried like, a name. You carried well, yeah, a name. Well, yeah, so... So when we were training for Scar, you were the ones like you've got to have a, a trail name. And I think it's you that bestowed it. Bud, would you like to share what my trail name is? Well, <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, I certainly remember. Yeah, because you gave it to me. I didn't just give it to you. I thought it was I thought you had it for a long time. Well, and, but, but it was I, re- a... <laughs> I reinforced it. It was a um, it was a name given at one time in my life. <laughs> But not as a trail name. But yes, we repurposed it into a trail yeah. name. And so my trail name is Jailbait. Jailbait. Uh, <laughs> Jailbait. <laughs> I'll just 
I'll just leave that to people's imaginations <laughs> where that originated from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we don't have to tell where, where our names originate from, but that's right. So on Scar, this was Beat Bug and Jailbait. And, um, and so it's funny. Uh, yeah, so like Bud said, you know, and we were on Scar, we would stop people and ask their trail names. And I think there was one person we met that she's like, oh, I don't have one. No one's given me one. And I'm like, did we give her one? I don't even remember now, bud. I'm a oh, horrible man. human being. <laughs> I can't remember. But it's usually like... something ironic. Oh, God, was it something do to remember? do? Yeah, God, uh, let me think. Let me think. Like, I can't believe I can't remember, but I guess mm. I'm old. I don't know. We were kind of, you know, distressed and like yeah. exerting ourselves <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> but I thought. If I remember correctly, she really liked it because yes. no one had ever given her a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. really liked it. And we did. We um, gave her a name, and I can't remember. So if you're listening and we gave you a trail name, <laughs> let us know what it was. Wait a sec. <laughs> it wasn't something dumb like Lady Pants, was it? Or so, what was it? I don't know. It was something. <gasps> I made it yes, up. Because she it? liked to wear something. It was something about her clothing. Something about her pants. Yes. Wasn't it? something oh, oh i'm gonna have to dwell on this i'm gonna have to like get some hypnosis and maybe i'll re- recall let me it. think god what was it this is this is gonna drive me crazy uh, oh i'd almost forgotten that that happened actually yeah, but look at us she we're, said it was hot as hell beings. and and she was wearing like parachute oh, pants or something or what was she something wearing weird yeah something that you wouldn't expect and it seems like we gave her a name based on that and now i mean this was like oh i know no 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 her name was Angie, okay. and I have a sister named Angie, yes, I'm, and yes. we used to call her Angie Pants, and so this lady was wearing pants, and I called her Angie Pants. So that's Angie Pants, if you're Angie out pants. there, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. Send us a note. Let us know how you did. That's oh funny. I can't believe you remember that. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. That's so funny. <laughs> Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, anyways, we all have trail names now. So, if you need a trail name, come run with me and Bud, and we'll give you one. We'll <laughs> we'll find one. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, let me tell you about this cool guy, okay? His name is Mountain Willow, okay? Whoa. Yeah, so, we, like, before you and I did Scar, a couple weeks before, um, I went up to uh, Newfound Gap, and I fed our boys oh, up there. Oh, yeah, okay? yeah. Well, I'm cooking, right? And there was like three tour buses of high school kids showed up and all these high school kids were running up to me. They were they were like uh, just surrounding me like, sir, sir, that really smells good, sir. And I'm like cooking fajitas <laughs> and I stuff. Have some food? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this one dude shows up and he's kind of like limping across the parking lot. So I run over there and get him. And I'm dragging him over here where I've got chairs set up and coolers set up and I've been cooking. Mm -hmm. And and this guy's he's just he lives on the trail and he was probably early 60s and he suffers from Parkinson's disease and he he does 30 miles a day. Okay. wow. This guy was hitting that section of the trail before most of the young kids hit it okay so he's through hiking the whole way yeah he he does 30 miles a day and his biggest issue is tying his own shoes okay he says once he's set up and has his shoes tied he can go 30 miles every day Wow. and so this man comes to our camp 
and he I fix him quesadillas I fix his food I've got all his drinks mm. and stuff for him I've got him set down he's got like a 60 pound backpack on I took wow. all that off of him he's resting he's chilling out he knows this is what trail magic is okay <laughs> oh, yeah. and he past me he's got to go about another five miles to hit a campsite but right there I was recharging him so he could make those last five miles and he was um I stacked up coolers because he couldn't feed himself okay and he wanted to but because of his motor control skills I had to basically set the plate almost at mouth level for him and it was it was stacked up on coolers and he had one hand that worked better than the others and he wanted to feed himself and so uh we we hung out with him the whole time and then he uh my guys started showing up so I had um all the boys there who were doing scar and mm-hmm. we were all hanging out with Mountain Willow Mountain and this Willow, guy, I love it. Yeah and he, <laughs> right he, he had to carry on before all our boys left but he wanted to he wanted to do something for us and so all he could think of right there he made up this poem and like spoke it to us and wow. it was like it was like an epic poem and <laughs> You know, it, but it was something to do with being kindred spirits out on the trail. And it yeah. sunk down in my heart. I don't remember Aww. the words, but I know yeah. the feeling. OK, yeah. it was amazing. And it was to me, it spelled out everything you needed to know about trail magic. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm using that word, but we haven't even described what it is. Yeah. For those who are not through hikers or not familiar with even section hiking yeah explain to us bud what trail magic is so here's what happens you go out on the trail you're hungry as hell you're tired and these angels these angels from heaven come (laughs) these are people okay yeah just people (laughs) they they come and they feed the hikers okay they They, set up and just they set up and they feed hikers at every intersection Mm -hmm. and so these these are people who are probably former hikers themselves Mm-hmm. They're probably family members of hikers. They love that community. And they know that everyone who's out there needs a little bit of help, needs a little yeah. bit of love. We're and it's, it's God. It's such a <laughs> loving, generous community. Yeah. Uh, when you're on the trail, you're disconnected from the world. Mm-hmm. You're disconnected from politics. You're disconnected from war and famine and feast and whatever. And all you are on the trail is... A, a child you're you're you know a child of god a child of nature you're a human mm-hmm. being everyone else is also and you're just there to experience life how mm-hmm. it's supposed to be experienced yeah and and you're learning about yourself and you're part of this universe when you're on the trail and it's the most gorgeous place on earth and primarily not just because of the scenery but because of the people that you meet these yeah, are sure amazing people Mm -hmm. so trail magic is when you um are given gifts by someone else mostly food okay food food and beverages but you know you're burning calories and people show up with pizza they show up with lasagna Mm -hmm. they show up with fajitas and or peanut butter sandwiches and sometimes trail magic there will be coolers that people will set Mm -hmm. by the road just with ice cold cokes and beers or something that can that can stay in there and you take what you need and leave mm-hmm. the rest for someone else and and people do that all the time it's called trail magic 
And if, yeah. and you find anywhere that the highway crosses the AT and there will be somebody there doing trail magic. And yeah, so that's it's what, true. Yeah. I went there to feed my boys and there was hikers. So what could I do? And, yeah. you know, I, I remember Mountain Willow, but there was two or three other people that came through there, just section hikers. But I fed them also. And, it, yeah. and some of the people that I, I didn't feed, I just had like water and I just refilled their bladders and then they mm-hmm. took off, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. And other people, they they just wanted to talk to me for like an hour. And I was like, you know, I like this, but I got, you know, Felix <laughs> is coming and he's tired and I need yeah, to, I I need to get to work. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know what? And so, yeah, we, I feel like if you haven't experienced that, definitely, like you said, like you can go to any intersection. Like I remember the first time my kids saw trail magic and we went up to Roan mountain to hike and the AT crosses there. And so there was this somebody who comes like every weekend and sets up, you know, and cooks, they had like this whole big grill and everything and doing trail magic. Um, it is really neat to see. And if you don't have a trail name, uh, you got to let us know so we can give you one. Cause I mean, everybody's yeah. got to have a trail name. My wife has a trail name as well. Oh, she does. I got to know. Yeah. What is it? So here we go. So last August on my birthday, she took me to Unicoi Gap, and I mm-hmm. think that's part of the Appalachian Trail. It's near Helen, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Helen, Georgia, and the Blue Ridge Mount. Oh, God, it's uh-huh. so beautiful there. It is. Um, so, I have to talk a little bit about it before, okay? So, okay, Helen, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, this is like one of those little uh, German towns it where is, there's. It is. It yeah, is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Schnitzel at, like, ten different places. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of fried foods, cheeses, and God knows what, and ice creams and beers and everything. And then they've got the little country grocery store there. Um, God, what is it? I can't remember the name of it now. It is amazing. Well, we went there, and we stayed at the little Black Forest bed and breakfast, and she had to have a trail name. So this is what she's known for. So I, I gave it to her. Um, she's constantly doing chapstick. So her, her nickname is chapstick. And, (laughs) (laughs) but we, we went and we got up on the AT and we did several miles. I don't remember how many, but we, we went up and we got to some picturesque parts the whole time. She's like remembering stories of us doing scar me and you. And she's Uh like, Oh God, uh, you know, there's bears. I don't want to go. There's bears. There's no no damn bears up here, you know? And but it was it was definitely a tough trail. Um, mm-hmm. The AT is hard, you know, especially yeah. where we live. I mean, it's constantly climbing, constantly descending, but the mm-hmm. views are spectacular. And you don't have to go more than a few miles onto the trail before you're completely in the middle of nowhere, and it looks amazing. And you just you forget civilization. It's just incredible. Yeah. Okay, but okay. we'll wrap it up. We'll keep this light okay. and simple. Um, I'm so glad we got to talk about the Caney Fork uh, Ultra, though, because it is absolutely such a neat race, and I hope more people do it. And, hey, we may even be out there this year uh, yeah, if things work sure. out. So. For sure. All right, bud. Well, you have a good night. I'm going to go in you and too. drink some wine. Okay, see All ya. All right. All right. Take All care. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.